Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is about progress. You are listening to episode 201 with Becky Proudfit, Control the Control Freak in You. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, I am so happy to have you here today. Thanks for joining me. We are now into the 200s for episodes. Yay, yay, yay. Can't believe it. Hey, when I was painting like crazy last month, when I took my break in August and I ended up painting like every part of my house, inside and outside. And it was all because I was spot painting one part and then it turned into, oh, that doesn't look right. Now I've got to paint the whole wall. Now I've got to paint all the cabinets in the kitchen. Now I've got to paint the entire exterior of the house and then the trim and on and on. Someone in the community pointed out and really lovingly that it was fun for her to see the perfectionist Monica coming out. And I was like, oh yeah, she is still in there. The same goes for the inner control freak in me. She's totally in there too. Do you relate to that? Well, I was counting on most people relating to there being a little control freak in all of us. And this episode is meant to help us with that. 
there are different parts of of our lives that we tend to be a little over controlling in. And my guest today is Becky Proudfit. She is bravely sharing how she realized her own inner control freak was coming out in full force within her own family and all from the best intentions, right? For her, you're going to hear that anxiety was actually a good source of that. She just wanted to be a really, really good mom and wanted her kids to manifest what a good job she was doing. I am sure that 100% of us listening who are parents relate to this. And I know I have too, especially after my third. I really relate to this. So how did Becky change? How did she realize she needed to get control of her inner control freak? In short, she got cancer. This was a really hard season of her life, and it helped Becky take stock of what she wanted different in her day-to-day life and how she wanted to show up to it and the kind of mom she wanted to be. And for her, she realized that she needed to challenge the control freak inside of her. And the main way she did that was by taking more adventures and being a little more adventurous. Now, I know that might not make the connection for you there. Like, how do you uh, control the control freak? by being more adventurous, but it will make sense. So make sure you listen to this episode. This month, we're all talking about daring to change. And I hope this episode in particular inspires you to challenge the control freak that is inside you, just like that little perfectionist, because we all have one in there. I was actually on Becky's podcast with her co-host, Becky Higgins. I've called them Becky Squared, and I think they've adopted that. Or maybe they already had it, and I'm just totally taking credit. I still want to take credit for that little nickname. But their podcast is called Cultivate a Good Life, and it is one I seriously listen to weekly. And that's not a plug. That's from my heart. And it's an amazing podcast. So in the show notes, I will be sure to link to all things Becky. I love her Instagram account too. She is real as it gets and her podcast as well as the episode I was on. And I just want you to know that podcast gives me just the right amount of pep in my step and the push to keep trying, which we all need more of. Before we turn to the interview and have Becky introduce herself, let's take a break to hear from this month's sponsor. So my name is Becky Proudfit. Um, I also too am a podcaster. Uh, I'm the host of Cultivate a Good Life podcast. My friend uh, Becky Higgins and I started a podcast last October, so we haven't been doing it that long. But um, I'm also the mom of four. Um, I very, very much love talking about not letting fear play a negative role in your life. And I am kind of a recovering perfectionist or recovering control freak that has had some crazy life experiences that kind of forced me to look some demons in the face and and change my life for the better. Okay. Yes. Well, that's what you're here to talk about today is um, what those events were that happened to you and how they led to you facing these fears head on. And that's what I think we're, we're largely speaking to is people who feel fearful of trying something different or going off the script or um, releasing some control that they have over their routines and schedules and kids and all that. Before, before we dive in, how about you first set the scene a little bit for us? What was, like, what was life like for you um, before all this change happened? So I don't know that I would have um, said that anything was really wrong. Um, Being a mom of four kids, totally, you know, the best kind of crazy chaos all the time. Um, I am super driven in life as a mother, as like in all things. And I've always kind of been that way. I've always been working towards 
like the next goal and kind of had that like finish line that kept kept moving forward as I accomplished more and more. And as a mom, I kind of had this like thought process, like my children are going to be successful. Like I am not going to allow them to like, to shirk off their success. And I'm going to, I'm going to help them to realize their full potential. And, um, so my kids have always done quite a few activities. Um, I'm, I try to really cultivate love of sports and the arts and all these different things. I am really, um, education, like I'm very pro education. And so I was super engaged in helping them reach like their full, full, full potential with their academics. And, and now looking back, I can see that there was a lot of anxiety in my life. Mm -hmm. And I like to say too, that I found a lot of comfort, I think, in the perpetual motion of like reaching goals. And what I mean by that is, is like, I found a lot of, I just really validated my life of like, look how, look how hard I'm working. Look how, look how much we're, we're doing to like, to be successful in life. Because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I thought if I didn't do that, that, you know, the, the whole house of cards would come crumbling down and what kind of mother or wife or family member was I, if I wasn't like helping everyone reach their full potential. And I had a lot of anxiety and, um, I got sick, uh, a few Halloweens ago. I just was not feeling awesome. We were trick-or-treating with the kids and, um, I had a friend who was a doctor. So I went to the doctor the next day and I, I said, I'm just not feeling good. Something's wrong. I was bleeding a lot. And um, it, it kind of went down this road where I had to have unexpected surgery. I had to have a hysterectomy and it ultimately led to an unexpected diagnosis of cancer, hmm. which I w at first was like, what? I mean, I've done everything right. I've had my yearly checks. Like I'm healthy. I work out. I, all these things, like how could this be happening to me? And, um, it felt like an out of body experience because as I, I tell, I tell everyone I was kind of like a weird child. There were these books about cancer, like these fictional stories, because I'm an avid reader, fictional story cancer that I used to read. And the cancer story of like, just having that happen to me, it was one of those things that to me was like, can you imagine being a mom, like a young mom getting cancer? Like, I just could not do that. Yeah. And then when it happened, like, everything kind of came into focus in my life and it profoundly changed not just who I am as an individual, but who I am as a mother and as a friend. And it made me stare down this control thing that I had going on and realizing that I was really getting a lot of my identity from a lot of external validators that were, that were not good places to be looking for my identity because I was never finding it there. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to point know? out. I'm, I'm, I'm your second P in the pod here. I, I learned the same <laughs> lesson, but gratefully not in as a traumatic way as you did that if you're chasing after the achievements, they never come right. Because your kids aren't yeah. going to perform successfully all the time. Even if that is your sole intent is to raise really good humans, they have their own agency, you know, and life happens. Um, so I'm sorry I interrupted you there, but I love to hear about other people who have 
come to the same lesson there. Um, yours obviously was in a really hard way. So tell, tell us more about what you were saying came into focus for you, that release of control, realizing the external validation wasn't the appropriate driver. So instead, what did drive you? And then how did your life start to look different? Well, so when this happened, um, I went to the doctor and, and kind of was like every step of the way I was like, okay, so I have cancer. And then I like made that okay in my head. Cause I was like, it's fine. It's not going to be bad. I'm not going to need chemo. It's going to be fine. And then every, every turn, like kind of the worst case scenario happened. And so what it, what it turned into was I did chemo. I had radiation every day for several months and, wow. and this wheel of motion, like screeched to a halt. Okay. It just totally in that moment screeched to a halt. And I no longer had the option to physically carry on the way that I was. And it's really unfortunate that it took cancer to slow that wheel down because it probably could have happened without cancer. But for me, when I had it, it just, it screeched to a halt and I had to look at everything in my life and, and strip it down to the, to the bare minimum. And what I was left with is I, I tell my husband, like all the like razzle dazzle was gone. Like I couldn't be PTO president anymore. And I, I couldn't, you know, totally micromanage my kids academics and, and even drive them to all their sports because I just was not physically able to. And I had to sit in this place of being just with myself minus all of these external validators, minus all of these activities and things that I had been filling my life up with. Mm -hmm. And I never would have identified myself pre-cancer as being like, I'm so strong. Like I am amazing. I I'm just so good. And I can, I can thrive in any situation. Like I had a lot of fear that I wasn't strong. Like even if maybe the words I was saying was that I was strong, I was really deeply afraid that like I was full of crap, like that I was not in fact <laughs> yeah. strong and, and capable. Mm -hmm. And when it's all stripped away and you're forced to sink or swim, right? When you're in a situation where you have to, to survive mm -hmm. and you do it, it starts to change everything and it stripped everything away. And then I was slowly rebuilding piece by piece. I found in those moments of like being in my house, with my kids, like I didn't, I didn't care if, if they had A's and it's not even, it wasn't even the grades. It was more like, I saw my son through different eyes of like, of what his strengths were. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he wasn't like super motivated to, to do super well on tests before I had cancer. When I took a step back, I watched my kids flourish because it no longer became about control and obedience to like me and my expectations for them. It allowed them an opportunity to like really explore and like dig deep in their lives. And it was quite an eye-opening experience because what they needed was a little bit more freedom and love really. Okay. I'm loving this standpoint so much because this is what adventure is. It's going off the script that was handed to you, even one that is disguised as good and worthy. And that's what you had bought into that script. And I, and I had too, of thinking that that's the way it looks to be a good person to be yeah. constantly aspiring for the next big thing. And, and, and I'm a goal setter. I love goals, but I come at it so much differently now. 
Like it's not about the end. It's about the process. And I like that you could see that with your kids too. It was less worrying about their weaknesses and more allowing their strengths to flourish. That's beautiful. Well, and their weaknesses, I don't know where in my head I got it that like, I am supposed to eradicate all weakness in my children. Like Mm -hmm. weakness really is only weakness. If you're framing it as that there are, there are things about my children that are fundamentally different and they value different things than I do. And that is so beautiful and so okay. And, and has brought more to my life and helped me see things through different eyes because for some reason I, I got confused along the way that my way was not only the best way, but it was the only way. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where I came up with it. it you know, it, it's, it's, it's that script like you're talking about. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For, for our fellow confused micromanagers, and I do, I mean, I qualify myself as one of those two, um, a recovering micromanager, maybe that's another part of my um, niche here. Um, as you talked, you talked about rebuilding your life as you recovered from cancer. I mean, thankfully you are cancer free, mm-hmm. um, but as you rebuilt your life, what looked different? What did you decide to disconnect from more and instead connect more to? There were a few things. Um, One thing was time with my family. I realized a lot of these activities, which were really good, wholesome, wonderful things that I um, was encouraging my kids to do, took a lot of time away from our family. And I would be off with one kid and my husband would be off with another kid and another kid would be at home. And it took us really apart from each other. And I realized I have a hundred percent control over our schedule. Like I can completely control how often our family is together in our home. And those activities that I thought were so important and, you know, it's my job as a mother to let them take this, whatever, as far as they can they became so much less important. Hmm. They really did. And I was able to really strip it down and see what activities were, were building our family because it became less about like fulfilling everyone's individual needs and every wish. And it became more about just time and connection with us as a family. And as the mom, it's, it's hard because your kids don't know that they need that. Like sometimes kids aren't as in tune to know that what they're really seeking is like connection and love and groundedness. And we all needed like a really healthy dose of that. 
it's just like a weird way of taking adventures. You know, it's slowing down. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because it's scary. Like you think of adventures, it's like new and exciting. Well, to be honest, doing a lot less was super new and exciting to us. And, you know, this is our last week before school starts. And I set out this summer to have like a structure free summer because when my kids were younger, structure was like how we kept it together. Mm -hmm. And this summer, my goal was to have less structure. And somewhere in the middle of our less structure summer, it has been the busiest summer of our lives. (laughs) And this is such a good reminder to me because once again, like I'm in a place of like, I need that adventure of less. I need the adventure of creating space in our lives so we can like cultivate more possibility because right now we're so um, driven and like being managed by all these things we feel like we can't control that I'm so excited to slow it down and to have, to have that adventure again. Hmm. All right. Now I want to hear about an, uh, like a, an adventure that you said yes to, like a more adventure that maybe you want to have pre-cancer. Yes. So, you know, another thing with this busy schedule and kind of perpetual goal chasing is that we didn't have time to like go and and do things. We didn't have time to like take off and and go somewhere with just my husband or myself or, or even, um, I feel like I kept waiting for the perfect opportunity to like take a trip to Hawaii with my kids and, oh, well, this kid probably wouldn't like that. And this one might still be young. And so we'll wait a few years for that. But this like waiting a few years kind of dragged on and on and on. And we were never doing these things. And um, I was almost through chemo and my husband was laying in bed and scrolling through his phone. And he had one of those like, you know, Travelocity deal alerts or whatever come up on his phone. And it was these insanely cheap tickets to Iceland. And he was just joking. He's like, honey, look at this. Look at these flights. They were like $129 each way. Oh my goodness. And I was just in that right place of like, we need to go do something just you and I. And this is something both of us would love to do. And I looked at him and I was like, book it. Let's just book it. And so we booked it for like six weeks later, it was literally just when I, just when I was finished with chemo and ready and ready to be cleared to travel. And we said, yes. And we went to Iceland for four days wow. and I laugh now. Cause I don't even know if now I would take a trip overseas for four days. Yeah. We got, we got a few of our friends to go with us and we hopped on a plane and left the kids, which I never would have done before totally the middle of the school year, left the kids at home, um, with my mother-in-law and we went to Iceland and it was the most magical, like amazing trip in one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, but just, it kind of like opened my eyes to like, I can do whatever I want with my life. My family and I can create whatever life we want to create. We could sell everything we own and move into an RV or we could, or we could stay right where we're at and, and start taking more trips. Um, something we've done as, as trips are, you know, difficult to do. And my husband owns a business and, and with me working, it's, it's really hard to carve out time to take trips. We do a lot of day trips. We do a lot of like getting in the car, taking a road trip, um, even just a few hours away to, to go hike or to try something new. And we've, 
we've been able to incorporate that into our lives more because like I said, it's the adventure of it is breaking yourself out of what you do every day, putting yourself in a new situation, trying new things together as a family, because you take that like freedom and that perspective back to your life. And it helps you to cultivate a better and more intentional life. I think every day. Hmm. I adore that so, so much. You know, Becky, I would love to hear some advice you have for people who are realizing, wow, I got caught in this trap too. Like I thought I was doing good, but there's a better way. Where can they start then to both slow down and maybe speed up in other ways that are actually more important to them? I think, you know, it doesn't take cancer. And a lot of people hear my story and they really fixate on like that cancer word, but truly you don't need cancer to help you realize some of these things. One of my main takeaways is that perfect situations truly don't exist. They do not present themselves. You know, people told me when I was young, like, if you wait until you're totally ready to have kids, you're never going to have kids. Completely true. Yeah. Perfect situations don't just pop up. You have to create them. (laughs) And there is always an element of that little bit of fear that you have to kind of jump over (laughs) to, to realize that moment. And so don't wait for a perfect situation to arise, to live your life, to try the new thing, or to even go on a hike with your kids, or to make the bold decision of, of saying no to more activity in your lives. It's just not going to arise perfectly. And so you have to go out and create those situations. Um, Another thing is begin where you're at with what you have. We all have these possibilities that are sitting right in front of us that we don't even realize are there. And we all have all these things at our disposal and we're so used to using them in a particular way that we don't realize you can totally get in your car and drive three hours to someplace you've never heard of, or just get in the car and, and drive somewhere. And you can totally do that. Like that is something everybody can totally do. So it's not about waiting for like, you you know, to save $10,000 to fly to Europe with your family for a month. Like that's not what you, that's not something that you have to wait for. You can start right now with where you live, with what you're at, with what you have and just go for it. Just find, yeah. find those little adventures because that momentum breathes as, as you keep moving and as you keep doing that. And as you keep looking for the possibility within where you're already at. Hmm. That's especially good for those people who have the all or nothing thinking, which we often do as micromanagers and recovering perfectionists too, is we think if I'm going to go on adventures, it needs to be this kind of thing. It needs to be this huge. And it doesn't. It's like walk on a different street, go to a new park with your kids, try doing something silly with them, start a new tradition as a family. Mm-hmm. that's where you can start where you're at and with what you have. So that's a really poignant piece of advice there. And that's something that you have actually totally taught me is I would have never identified myself as a perfectionist. And when we were interviewing yeah. on our podcast, that was something that I, I realized I'm the kind of perfectionist where if I can't do it every bit of every way in 110% in the very best way, I don't even start. Right. Yes. This is totally how I used to be. And, and to be honest, I still have to work through that and check of myself. Often I do too. We look at social media and we see 
people taking these huge trips or selling everything and traveling the world. And if that's what you want to do, you can totally make that happen. But for most of us, that might not be something, the life that we want to create. And, and there's just so much right at, at your doorstep. I mean, we live in Arizona and there's just so much as I've kind of like, even just looked on Pinterest and different things. There's just so much within an hour of our house that we have been able to explore as a family. Ooh, super it's good tip there too. Yeah. Just go on Pinterest, search in your own yes. town or a nearby one. That's maybe a little bigger. Okay, great. And anything else? So this is kind of, kind of the biggest thing I think with adventure and with life for us now is my husband and I firmly believe that you can set up your life to support the experience you want to have. So if travel and adventure um, in that way is important to you, then set up your life to support that. Set up your life to support whatever like your core value is, whatever experience you want to have, you feel like your family needs to have, you can set up your life to support that. You can set up your job to support that. You can set up your finances to support that. Um, we do totally love travel. Um, we do a lot of local adventures. We also love taking our kids. Um, we haven't taken them to Europe, but we take them a lot of places around the country. And so we have set up our finances um, with credit cards to support, you know, miles for, for flights. And, and that's one thing that we've done to try to support and, and make that goal a priority, a priority in our lives. But you can set up your life any which way to support the goals that you have. Like you really can. We have to throw all those expectations of what we think we should do out the, out the window and realize that you can create your own experience. Yeah. And to couple that with, you know, your other advice here is I'm even thinking about something that has coming up for me has come up for me a ton this past year is I want to read more. I want to read more. I want to read more. I used to be a huge bookworm and, you know, life has really, um, <laughs> been on another level of pace that I've been able to sit down and read a book like I used to. And I keep thinking I'm the one who decides that I can read a book and that might be adventurous for me because I'm creating a situation where I can sit down and read. This is something I can begin where I'm at because I already have books I want to read and I can set up my life to support that. And for me, that means saying no to things, even that are things that are good and important, like washing my floor, you know, or, you know, something else like that. Yeah. So I'm just trying to tie that in too, for people who are just thinking about what is something in your life you keep wanting to do, even in your day-to-day life and what routines or structures can you build up? to make that happen. Even if it's like, Hey, for 15 minutes at eight o'clock, I'm going to read a book every night, you know, no matter what that is. So any other thoughts there? Well, I think that, you know, as you're talking about that, because I too have, have actually this reading debacle where I love to read, but it is really hard to etch out time to do it. And I think pre-motherhood, like I was, I was this person and I, there are things that I love to do. And somewhere along the lines, and this goes to talking about expectations and what we think we should be, somewhere I thought, well, moms who neglect their kids to read are not very good moms. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, or, we do or, that to ourselves, right? We, we, we do that. We totally do. Or, or even, you know, moms that travel without their kids or, 
or moms who whatever fill in the blank. Hire a mommy's and helper or exactly. Yeah. And and when we get in this situation of motherhood, sometimes we get so involved with like this picture of what we think the ideal mom should be that we lose these little pieces of ourselves that really are so, so important to being a good mom, to showing up in your life, to being a fulfilled human being. And like I said, adventure is really just facing that fear of saying like, no, I am totally enough. That was what I realized when I, when, when I stripped it all away and I started that cancer treatment, I was like, wouldn't you know, like, I'm pretty fantastic. And I actually (laughs) am really strong. Yeah. I thought in this situation, I would be totally like shrinking away and doing horrible. And look at me, like I'm doing awesome. Right. I, I just really learned how to thrive in that, in that situation. And it, it just made me realize I can thrive in any situation. I can create what I want. I can be totally true to myself and be an awesome mother. And, and it's all the same, the same package. I don't need to change who I am to be this perfect ideal that I've conjured up in my head. That was totally, that was a myth. And getting rid of that set me free. It totally set me free, which caused me then to be more open to adventure and to living outside the box and to writing my own story and to being so much more of a fulfilled mother. And, and I really truly believe that I am a better mother because, um, because I'm using the things that are uniquely mine and, and helping my children to discover the things that are uniquely them. Oh, you are so good, Becky. And good for you. I mean, look at this. You're an amazing professional podcaster. You circled us all the way back to our beginning uh, <laughs> foundation of this interview, facing our fears. You know, even if what are, what are the fears of uh, keeping up these ideals that we have? So that's phenomenal. I'm so grateful you were on the show. Can you tell people where to find you? And I'm just going to put in a little plug here. I love your podcast that you do. I, I call you guys Becky squared Two Becky's as yeah. the host. You two are really incredible doing so much good. I adore your podcast. And I adore both of you. So tell us more about where people can find you on top of the podcast. Well, thank you. Um, they can find me on Instagram at Becky Proudfit. And the name of our podcast is cultivate a good life. So we would love to have you come and join our conversation. We like to think of it as being able to just connect with girlfriends talking about the things that matter in life and in motherhood and, mm-hmm. and in all the different ways. And I am a massive fan of your podcast. When I was at a conference earlier this year, I basically tackled Monica in the <laughs> lobby of the so hotel because I was so excited to meet her. I'm such, I'm such a huge supporter of About Progress and what you're doing. Thank you, Becky. That means so much to me. And, and thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. 
you do have something of great value to share with this community and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.